This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family, not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to So Worth It. So today we're just going to jump in straight into the episode. No little stories from my life today. (laughs) I want to get straight to the point. This has been hot on my mind recently because several things have come up with clients and marketing and funnels and ads and things. And I've, I've seen a little bit of a theme. And so I want to share this with you because when you can learn from someone else's experience, from our agency, from our clients, like you learn the lesson faster, right? Than having to spend the money, the energy to go through an actual launch and gather data. And so today I'm going to share with you some um, opportunities that we have found in clients marketing that, that might give you some ideas for your own. Okay. So last week I was presenting a free training about ads, um, to a group of people. And I got to the point where I shared what happened, what the point of an ad is, why we put so much like pressure on the ads themselves and what the ad what actually happens after the ad. Let me, let me just tell you exactly what I said. So a lot of businesses make the mistake of thinking that it's the ad's job to get the results. Okay. It's really just the ad's job to get the click. Okay. You have to pique your audience's interest enough to click on the ad, to go to the page you want to send them to. And usually the page is one of two things. It's either an opt-in page or a sales page. So you're either, you're looking for a conversion either way, right? You're looking for someone to give you their name and email, or you're looking for someone to give you their credit card. (laughs) Two things. Okay. Are there other kinds of ads? Yes, but we're not going to get into those right now. Okay. These are what we call conversion ads. Now, when we put so much weight on the ad itself, And we think, well, we didn't get any opt-ins or we didn't get any sales. And it's because the ads aren't working. What I want you to understand is that might not be the problem. It might be what happens after the ad, because all the ad needs to do is get the click. If it's getting clicks, then the ad ain't the problem. Okay. What we have to look at then is what kind of results is the landing page getting? What percentage of people are opting in there? And is there opportunity to improve that? Okay. When you can improve the conversion rate on a landing page or sales page, you automatically improve the result from your ads. And you might not have to change anything about the ad. Now, that sounds all fine and dandy, but you're probably thinking, I don't even know how to improve the landing page or the sales page. And that is a whole different beast. But Don't worry about that just yet. The thing that you need to realize and then look into is, is your ad getting clicks, right? If your ad is getting clicks, then it might be time to look past the ad. If your ad is not getting clicks, like a, like a decent number of clicks, you can't base any of your data off of five clicks. That's not enough information. 
right? We need to see, are you getting a click-through rate, a link click-through rate of 1% or higher, first of all? If it's lower than that, you're probably not going to get a good amount of clicks, okay? Depending on your budget, but also you'll be overpaying for clicks. So are you getting a decent amount of clicks? That's the first thing. If yes, then you have to investigate what's happening after they click. And there are so many opportunities here. So that's the first thing. Now, maybe you're getting good clicks and maybe you're getting decent amount of conversions, but you're not getting any sales. Okay. So people are giving you their name and email, but they're not buying the thing that you're selling them a couple days or weeks down the road. There are so many stinking opportunities here to improve this. And I feel like we overcomplicate this because we think that if we solve this one, we just think that we have to solve this one thing that's not the thing that needs to be solved. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the ad. Like the ad isn't always the problem. If you're not getting sales, but you're getting really great lead cost, could it be that you're getting a poor quality of lead? Sure, it could be. But could it also be that your offer is not super desirable? People don't understand it, or they don't believe that it will work for them, or they don't believe that you can help them? Like, yes, absolutely. That tends to be a bigger problem than the actual ad. The ad is pretty easy to get people to opt into. It's the journey of taking them from the free thing to wanting what it is that you're selling that is more challenging. And yet we have people come to us that have done nothing to try and fix that journey or fix that funnel, improve those emails, those open rates, those click-through rates. They're just so focused on the ad. So I want you, the best thing that you can do is actually, if you're sitting sitting down right now, not in your car or walking, um, to grab a notebook and kind of either map out visually or write down in bullet points the steps of your funnel, okay? So I'll, I'll map out a very simple one with you. This might be exactly what you do. Yours might be a little bit different, but I encourage you to keep it simple no matter what, no matter which way um, you have your setup. So you have an ad, right? The next thing, it goes to a landing page. And then it goes to a thank you page. And then they get a confirmation email saying, here's your thing. It's like the delivery email, right? And then a short series of emails that nurture and educate that pivot to your offer. Okay. And at the end of those emails, there's probably some kind of like FOMO at the end, like last chance, scare, some kind of scarcity at the end. And it has to be real, right? You can't make that up. Like you're going to raise the price after this, or it's going to go away after this. That is a very simple funnel. Notice there's only really two pages at the beginning, the landing page and the thank you page, and then a sequence of emails. And that is also a huge missing piece for a lot of business owners. You have to have emails going out to these people. That is where you're going to get them to take action. Words. It's words. It's not just the image or the video in a Facebook ad that gets someone to take action. It's the words that you use. Okay. So now that you have these steps mapped out, I want you to see if you can dig in 
and find data on every single one of these steps. Okay, so what I'm looking for is what percentage of people are clicking on the ad? What percentage of people are opting in on the landing page? Thank you page, there's probably nothing really to measure there unless you have a tripwire or something there, but we're not getting into that today. And then for each email, we're looking for the open rate and the click-through rate. So how many people opened and what percentage of people clicked? And then with the clicks, we want to calculate how many people visited the sales page where you're selling your offer. Maybe yours is different. Maybe it's a book a call or something like that. But wherever there's an opportunity for them to buy, how many people have actually seen this? So there's an assumption or a feeling, I want to say, actually, that we make when it comes to our funnel and our marketing. And that is, it's not working. It's not working. Okay. If you sat down and actually crunched these numbers, by the way, if you don't want to crunch these numbers, you can absolutely hire my team to crunch these numbers for you, <laughs> but it shouldn't be that hard. Okay. If you sat down and crunched these numbers, you would probably realize that you don't have enough data to, to base that feeling on that it's not working. Okay. I recently went through this with one of my own offers where I was like, why isn't this working? Why can't I get people to sign up for this? And when my coach said, well, how many people have seen your offer? I'm like, well, I feel like I've told thousands of people about it. You know, I've sent emails and da, 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 whatever. But when I looked at how many people had actually opened and clicked on the email, seriously, it was less than a hundred people had actually seen my offer. Less than a hundred. I can't base any marketing decisions on that. I can't re revamp my funnel or my offer or anything based on that. I have to get this. I have to get more eyeballs on my offer in order to make smart marketing decisions. Okay. So how are you going to do that? Well, you have to get more people to click on everything. You have to get more people to click on your ad. You have to get more people to, to opt in, click on your emails, open your emails, click on the link and so on. So that's the very first thing. But when you start digging into those numbers, you'll also realize you have an opportunity to improve every single metric somehow. Maybe you don't know what that opportunity is, but to oversimplify it, it would be to find better words to get people to take the action. That's usually what it comes down to. So for example, on a landing page, if people are not opting in 25% of the time, maybe your headline is not speaking to them. So craft a stronger headline. If your open rate is really low on your emails, first thing that I would do is craft a stronger subject line, something that's more intriguing, interesting, something more compelling that makes me want to click to find out what is inside. Not clickbait, but something more interesting, okay? So usually it comes down to the words you use to get people to take the action. And when you map it out like this, you start to see, oh, I thought I had to fix my ad, 
But what I really have here, and you thought that that was one opportunity in order to improve your marketing, but really what you have, depending on the number of emails and all of that is 13, 50, 100. I mean, really so many more opportunities to improve your results along the way. I hope you understand what I'm like, I'm using my hands and obviously you can't see my hands, but I'm referring to the, like all of those emails and all of the steps that you ma- mapped out, right? Every single step, it provides an opportunity in your marketing. Now I touched on the offer a little bit and I really think that that is warrants an episode by itself <laughs> to talk about offer. I can't just talk about that in two minutes and I'm going to keep this episode pretty short, but if you do that, that is typically, if I feel like we have a solid offer for a client, that's the last thing that we'll try and tweak because it does tend to be the most intensive thing to tweak. Like now you're, you're changing sales page, you know, like the look, the style, the words, everything about the offer. Right. And that affects all your emails and all that kind of stuff. But if I look at the offer and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know what the promise is here. I think it's too confusing or complicated. And people, the reason you're not getting sales is because people don't understand or want the offer. Then obviously that has to be fixed first. Okay. So you really need to step back when it comes to your offer and look at it through your customer's eyes, not yours. Cause everything about your offer makes sense to you. It doesn't necessarily make sense to them. So step back or even have someone else that's not in your business. Take a look at it, a spouse, a friend, a sibling, and be like, what do you think about this? If you were this person, would you want this? Do you understand it? And and you can start there. But if you have a solid offer, people have, meaning people have bought it before, just not at the rate that you wish that they were buying it, that you had hoped for then it might not, your offer might not be the thing that you need to start with. Okay. And that's why I saved the offer for the last, because it is the most complicated thing to fix. Again, if it's something that you think needs some fixing and you don't want to do it yourself, you can absolutely hire my team to help you with that. You can go to Jackie-Ellis.com. That's our website and check us out there. But this should at least get you started. This little checklist of your funnel get you started looking at your numbers and helping you find opportunity in your marketing because everyone has opportunity. Maybe it's just figuring out where your biggest opportunity lies. Hint, hint. I I mapped it out for you. I told you already. (laughs) All right. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some big ahas and that you actually sit down with a pen and paper map it out, look at your numbers, and I guarantee you some tweaks could make a huge difference in your results. All right, till next time. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.